0: laid-back tune to start your hour number three on a Tuesday. Hour number three, Zay's choice on the beat. What
1: you got, Zay? Paris, Tokyo, Instrumento by Lupe
0: Fiasco. Ah, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, Lupe. It's pretty good. Underrated. This sounds like the song that would be... I don't know if it's a good or a bad. This sounds like a song that might go through a quarterback's mind when... Maybe when things are going really well, or maybe when we're not paying attention to things that are going on—one of the two. Huh? It's a very dreamy That's kind of interesting take. very dreamy kind of tune. Well, we're talking quarterbacks this week. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to we're dial trying to. trying to dial them up right. You know, we're trying to. There's a lot of quarterback issues going on uh, around football. I'm the old man that just says, "Turn to that guy called a running back and let him help you out." But there are others nowadays that say, no, 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 this is an analytics world, Chad. We got to throw the ball around, we got to figure it out. And in Sark's case, you got to take your shots. Texas fans are a little frustrated right now with that theory.
1: Yeah, it's weird when you give a guy 30-something carries and he has 200-something and yards, and then the next week, I don't care who the opponent is, you only give him 12 opportunities, and then he only gives you 29 yards. And, yeah, to what Jeff was talking about, TCU is a good football team, but I think Texas and the talent that they have, they should be a good football team. What holds them back? Sometimes the quarterback, sometimes the coaching, at times this year the defense. You know, So that, that's one of the most frustrating things about this ball club. It's like they're their own worst enemy, and you just see the talent on the offensive, defensive side, and you look at 6-4, and four, and you're like, that ain't
0: right. This, not,
1: this doesn't match up.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, TCU ended that game with 283 total yards. I, didn't co- I just didn't come out of that game thinking, now there's a football machine. I mean, yeah. Are they good? Yeah. Were they better than Texas for four quarters? Absolutely. And it was, for the effective part of it, 17-3. But that game would really frustrate me, and I know it frustrates you, Zay, and it frustrates other Texas fans, that I will still say that game was right there. Right there. I mean, think about how long – okay, I think I counted this up right. If you count the very first drive, which I guess is a little unfair – But if you count the first drive, I think there were 11 consecutive drives to start that game where the score is nothing, where there's no score. So to me, that's not, you know, and during that sequence, I'm not, I was not thinking, oh my God, TCU is so much better. How is Texas even in this game? I just thought, this is god awful offense. It's pretty good to good defense, uh, but this is a mess. And whoever's offense gets a little something. Is going to win this game. And that's who I thought TCU was Saturday. But I wasn't like nationally overall impressed with TCU where I would think, oh, watch out, Kirby. Ryan Day, you're on alert now. That's not what I thought coming out of that game.
1: Yeah, if you compare them to like a Georgia or even Ohio State and Michigan, I don't know if they're quite there yet. But it was impressive to me because of what they've been able to accomplish all year long. All of the comeback wins, the not having the bye week since week two. Like I felt like this was the game, and in a way, it was the perfect opportunity to jump on a team that is very fatigued. Like, Quentin Johnson, he wasn't 100%. Yes, he had that touchdown, but if Terrence Brooks and Anthony Cook didn't have that uh, malfunction and miscommunication, then would he even be open? If that was Deshaun Jamison, would that even have Mm, happened, who didn't play in that game? Which is huge. I don't think we talk about that enough. The fifth-year senior not playing in this big-time game. Like, he's a big difference. I know he's not ideally what Steve Sarkisian wants hmm. at that cornerback spot, being that only at 5'10". He wants those 6'3", Ryan Watts-looking type guys. But he has been tough all year long, and he's been valuable because of his experience. So I think the lack of experience that Terrence Brooks had, you see things like that, and that's why Quentin Johnston was so open. And then the Tucker Dorsey mishap on Kendra Miller, that was brutal also, but that was it. That's the only time that TCU was really able to yeah. do something, and it cost a horn.
0: Somebody texted they weren't even better than Texas for four quarters. I think that's a fair statement. Somebody else texted in, remember, Specs text line 337-3776, 24-31-40, 28-31-24. That's what TCU had given up in conference. It's crazy and inexcusable to be so poor on offense. I would agree with that. And also, Zay, this is the tough thing with, with fan bases. When you have a blank guy as your head coach, if the blank doesn't look right, it's extra frustrating. In this case, you have an offensive guy as your head coach. What's more, he's the play caller. And that's what's letting you down right now. That's the frustrating part. Texas had the frustration with Tom Herman, it was supposed to be innovative offense and all that, and it wasn't. Charlie Strong, what was it supposed to be? Badass defense, incredible X's and O's. You'll never get out skiing. Nope. That's not what happened. That's what gets you. What are AM fans going through right now? What's the part of your team is supposed to look good? Oh, the offense. Quarterback whisperer. <laughs> not really. Not really. What are Oklahoma fans upset about today? Defense. They got chopped up on the ground. And that can't happen when your coach is a defensive coach. That's the frustrating part for Texas fans. I'd be right there with you. For anybody that would try, some and look, I can old man football it as much as anybody, but I wasn't going to let anybody tell me that that was some kind of great defensive sh- showcase on Saturday. Those two offenses, to me, were responsible for that in a bad way. Yes, Texas defense balled out. Don't get me wrong. They, they played their ass off. But that's I didn't see a game where I just thought, "Oh my god. This is the 85 Ravens against the 2000, 2000 Ravens against the 85 Bears." That's not what I thought. <laughs> Cuz we know those defenses aren't that zay. Yeah. Both these defenses have given stuff up. We thought this could turn into a shootout and those two offenses kind of let us down there, but in for TCU side of it, they picked it up enough to find a win. And TCU
1: They had extra motivation to play for. A lot of those guys that have been there a long time, you look at the Gary Patter situation, he's a flat-out traitor. Are you kidding me? Like, you're going to go over there, all those speeches that you made, GP, when you were down here talking about – Oh, they're the uh, 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 prima donna country club team. We're the tough blue collar team. Yeah. They're going to fold all of those speeches, big time motivational moments that you had. And then you up and leave.
0: No, they fired him. Remember, they fired him. He didn't walk out. True. I mean,
1: yeah. true, true that. They, they got rid of him. They got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. But still, when you leave, you don't just retire. You go there. Hey, man's got to eat. I don't give a damn. Man's got bills. I don't give a damn. That's just You're extra saying motivation. Can't wear that color. No. Now if I'm TCU, hell no. And okay. they're the flagship school. Could he have gone to Baylor? It would have been a little better. A little better? Not not good, but it would have been it wouldn't have been
0: as bad. But not Texas. Not Texas. Right, okay. Too okay. much going on. What if he went to SMU?
1: Uh, oh,
0: gosh. That, would that have been bad? That would have okay. been a little lower than <laughs> TCU.
1: But, yeah, I get right. what you're trying to okay. say. I got It's you. just they had so many things to play for, also to keep giving them a chance. We also talked about how they could get screwed over tonight, or not tonight, but overall, later on, if yeah. everything plays out in certain ways. So they can't afford... To have any type of losses or to really play around with any teams. They got to completely handle their business because they don't want to have the commit put it in the committee's hands. They want to make it a sure thing and they got to win out, including the Big 12 championship. And they did what they had to do on Saturday and that was beat Texas.
0: Yeah, because if you look at some of these stats, if I tell you Texas had 199 total yards and they were one for 13 on third down, you probably need to beat them by more than seven in in a national perspective. So as we as we look, let's sw- I'll switch my brain from football to to the pageant. Tonight's the pageant. College Football Playoff Committee. Had they won that game 34 to 10, you'd have a different thing to look at. But it was seventeen ten. It was an absolute bar fight, rock fight, broken glass, pool stick over your back kind of football game. So tonight, I would leave it alone. I'd go Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, and not blink. I don't think they're giving TCU any love up to, like, number three or anything. But it's later on, Zay, when it if it all rolls out like we've talked about and you've got Georgia putting on a show – Ohio State and Michigan play a close one, and Tennessee is lurking. That's what I wonder. The LSU thing's a different question because LSU would be the first two two loss team to get in. I think that is all it's going to take for TCU to get left out.
1: Well, that, that's that's what's weird because my take would be I don't think the Big Ten's good at all. All of those teams that are tied on the other side of the division that's not. Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan, those Wisconsin and Minnesota, Man. you know, all those teams are trash. So it hasn't been a good Big Ten this year. It is so not. the loser of that big-time game, no no matter how big it is, with if TCU wins out with how tough the Big 12 is, I think they deserve to get in. Now, Tennessee, that's the question. If Tennessee and the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game, do they deserve to be in over those guys?
0: I I don't know. Yeah, the finish is bad for Tennessee in terms of, you know, showcase because they're at South Carolina at Vanderbilt. But it's obviously winnable games. And for me, you bring up an interesting point with the Big Ten, but but what if it rolls out? Because I think they're still doing East-West this year in the right. Big Ten. So what if Georgia whips LSU in the SEC title game? They're in, right? That's a slot. Then let's say Michigan wins a close one against Ohio State. Michigan's in. And then let's say Michigan goes to the Big Ten title game and beats the tar out of that other team you're talking about. I mean, whips them. Like that year that Ezekiel Elliott and those guys won the title, they won it like 59 nothing, like something like that. If they do that, Michigan's locked in anyway. Plus, they make an extra statement. Ohio State and Tennessee will just be sitting there with one loss 11 and 1. 11-1, and one, but y'all know we're badass, right? You know we're really good. Tennessee will say, hey, our loss is to Georgia. Our loss was to Georgia, and we hung out for a little while in that game. How much are you going to punish us for that? Ohio State will say, well, our loss is to Michigan, who just won 59 to nothing or whatever it was in that Big Ten title game. And, hey, we're still talented. We played Notre Dame in our non-conference. They're pretty damn good. They are. Aight. They're aight. They are. They are. I respect –
1: The Tennessee win over Bama, more than I respect, the Ohio State win over Notre Dame. Agreed. I agree. And that's it. That Penn State game, I, I, I can't
0: rock with that. And I hope – and I was the one back in 2014, I thought it was a shame that the system wouldn't have allowed that Baylor team and that TCU team to fight for a title. It was such a stupid system then. Now, the Big 12 didn't have their ducks in a row. I'll give everybody that one. But those two played a wild one in Waco. Just a crazy-ass game in Waco that Baylor barely won, 60-something to 50-something. I would have loved to have seen a second chapter, Yeah, but also – there's not one team playing in 2014 that can guarantee me they were going to handle both of those teams. Yeah, Baylor and TCU were a capital P problem in t- 2014, and they both should have been in a playoff. Did Flat out. At least one of them should have. And they somehow both got left out because a big brand put on a show.
1: Yeah, and that that's what sucks about just having only four teams in because you know there's going to be a really good team to get screwed. Yeah. And not have a shot. And I I think Tennessee, with where they're at, they got to win out, clearly. But beating Bama, beating LSU the way they beat LSU and how high the committee thinks of LSU, I I just think with the weak-ass Big Ten schedule, the loser of that Ohio State-Michigan game— it will probably be, we'll be out, out of there.
0: Yeah, or and should be out. So, in my eyes. So then in that in that scenario, with you're, with TCU winning every game, right? So then yet yeah, that scenario, you're saying then T- uh, TCU and Tennessee are both we could both get in. TCU, yes. Tennessee, Georgia and the winner of the Big 10 game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense.
1: Only one Big 10 team should make it. That's Not that's just because the whole Big 10 as a whole isn't as good. I don't think they're as good as the Big 12. I don't think they're as good as the
0: SEC. I just wonder it, it the one thing that we'll see and it it, it will let's see how Notre Dame finishes too. They're number 5 in the country right now. Remember they go to they play USC. If they were somehow if they beat USC that could be an interesting game to look at because then Ohio State would have beaten. Wait, where's Notre Dame? Notre Dame is sorry, they were eighteen. No, sorry, they were five when Ohio State beat them. Okay, is what I meant. Okay, my bad, my bad. They were five when Ohio State beat them. They're still ranked and they're gonna play USC. So by the time we get done with that resume check, will Ohio State have a better win because they took USC down and gave them a second loss? That's an interesting one. By the way, I'm the silly guy that wants USC involved in a playoff too, because that's kind of the way you know the system should work. Once they expand it, you know, we will get that. Uh, Notre but Dame's not loss
1: to Stanford looks really bad. Well, what about the other loss? Who else they lose to? Dave. Yeah. Marshall.
0: Marshall. Oh, my God, <laughs> That one's not good either. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's what bad I'm saying.
1: That, that's not working in Ohio State's you're right. favor
0: one bit. So you're right. Maybe those two will not have enough of a resume, and they would ultimately get kicked out. By the way, Zay, you know I like to have fun with it. Let me just run it down real quick. Expanded playoff. Oregon would go to Tennessee. Five twelve. <laughs> the 6-11 would be Penn State at Death Valley to play LSU. That would be awesome. USC would have to play – excuse me, Utah would go out to USC, little Pac-12 love, and this would be perfect. The 8-9, Clemson has to go to Bama. What are we waiting on? Come on. What's
1: the problem? I don't know. Like I know they talk about all the schools and they got finals and all that stuff. Who cares?
0: No, I don't. They'll,
1: they'll, they'll, they can make that up. Like, we, we can figure that out.
0: Every other version of football has figured this out except D1. They need to do one for the G5 schools, too. But even if you want to throw a G5 qualifier in, whatever you want to do, figure it out. I thought they they had it there, and then the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC screwed up and got scared. And, and also, I'll say, I think Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC, they – put the brakes on things a little bit because they've been so confusing and nebulous about what's about to happen. We still don't know, by the way. We're still sitting here and we don't know. The only thing we know is it is 2025. We finally got that information locked down. But we don't know what divisions are. We don't know what the new SEC is going to look like. They're still not telling us that. So you have all of that just kind of sitting there. And then, thankfully, these presidents and chancellors woke up and said, you know – there's a lot of money we've been leaving on the table. Really, well, yeah. well researched because we've been talking about that for years. You guys have been leaving all that money out there, so finally, you know, they're they're think, thinking about getting there. But that's what we would have. That's what it, I'm saying. If throw, you had a 12 team,
1: throw Fox some games, throw ABC Disney some games, give CBS some games. Yes, and, and let's just make everybody eats. Everybody gets what they want, and the fans and the people get what they want.
0: Yep, and then you can do do whatever you would want. I don't know if they'd do a true bracket there. Um, you know, Do you do a true bracket no. where the 8-9 would play the one and, and then so on and so forth? You do it that way, you'd what? have Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU waiting for that next round. It'd be fantastic.
1: And also, think how meaningless... These bowl games are, if you're not in the Final Four, for guys that have NFL aspirations. Like, we might not see Bijan Robinson in the bowl game, and I'm not going to fault Bijan at all because we know your life expectancy in the NFL ain't very long as a running back especially. So he's going to have to take advantage of every single snap and get into the league as quick as possible. I know I've been seeing B. John Robinson coming back rumors I don't think that's happened. I know he was asked that. He said the right thing. Let's see what happens at the end of the year. He's too good. First running back taken off the board. He can't afford to come back. He just can't at the running back position. So, yeah, with all these meaningless bowl games and all these guys trying to get to the league, it would help seeing those guys because they would have something to play for, and now we're going to see the top guys still after New Year's Day.
0: Yeah, here's the math for you. Right now we have three games that matter. Three, with all due respect to New Year's Eve, New Year's Bowls and stuff like that. Three, you'd increase that by eight. There'd be 11 games in a 12-team playoff. You're increasing the number of games that matter by eight, and you're taking the argument for who's in and who's out, the pageant part of it that I hate so much, you're taking that argument all the way down to 12-13 You know what that argument's about right now? Oregon and North Carolina. Bravo. That's the (laughs) argument y'all need to be having. Get together in Dallas, feed those people, bring in whoever you want, and let them decide that part. Let them decide what's 1-12 to and who gets left out who's 13, who's 14. And right now it'd be Mac Brown screaming and yelling about being nine and, right now. He's 9 and 1, but it's like, "My god, we're a pretty good football team here and somehow we got left out." Well, Mac, you're non-conference and this and that and ACC respect or whatever. Ultimately, we think Oregon needs to get in. That might be the argument and we move on and actually play football.
1: That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. And they would say that only team that you lost to is pretty overrated in the other day. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is his loss, isn't it? Yeah, in a very overrated ACC already.
0: Right. So you can have those kind of arguments and the pageant stuff, but then set us up for some actual football. Uh, Right now we do get three games of it, and right now the TCU Horned Frogs are in. You know deep down the ESPN, ABC folks are begging for somebody to beat TCU so they can kick them down these rankings and get Tennessee or LSU. They'd love to take a two-loss LSU over TCU if they can figure out a way to do it. They would love to do that. Brian Kelly and LSU as an SEC champion that just beat Georgia, they'll take them in two seconds, if they can, over the Frogs, if they can just figure out the argument.
1: Yeah, I wanted the Longhorns to ruin TCU's chances of making the Final Four. I don't want the committee to do it. That's...
0: I don't like it like No, that. I don't either. That, I, that's foul. I'm hoping they will let him in, but we've seen this committee do a lot of weird things. All right, coming up, it is November 15th. We'll tell you why today matters. Some birthdays, some food to talk about. A rap legend would have had a birthday today. We'll give a little RIP to three other letters coming up. Stay with us. Getting you ready for Texas and Kansas this week. 2.30 kick on Saturday. Remember, 8.30 tip tomorrow night over at the Moody Center for Texas and Gonzaga. If you don't have your tickets, you're going to have a tough time getting tickets. Not Taylor Swift tough time, but, you know, tough time. This is The Horn. Why
1: should the Blues be so at home here? Well, America provided the atmosphere. You don't see what I see every day as Warren G. I take a look over my shoulder as I get older, getting tired of people saying yeah, Warren, I told you. you don't hear I have a guess hear, <laughs> But it's so hard to live
0: through the Warren G <laughs> Yeah, he set you up. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Warren G. I appreciate you. Tell me about Warren G, uh, Zay, because I feel like there's a heavy level of respect for him in that world.
1: Huge. Uh, From Long Beach, California, very close with Snoop Dogg. They grew up together. I want to say he is – I don't know if he's a half-brother or step-brother to Dr. Dre, but he's something like that in the family, but – yeah, yeah, absolute legend. His
0: first album, classic. So okay, am regulate I regulate G funk era? Yeah, I've yeah. got. I, so I've got. I've got something in my mind. You said Snoop Dogg. Isn't there? What there's a big famous track of like it's so hard being Snoop do double G and something something with Warren G. Is that one line? I, uh, I feel uh, like uh, Snoop uh,
1: said Warren G and
0: um, G is, uh, Warren G Yeah, I've, I've, maybe I'm hearing it wrong in my head.
1: It's tough because all I hear is. This past song that you see, but
0: so okay when when like Snoop was was coming up, obviously Dr. Dre was a part of that as well in, yeah. th- in terms of the beats and, and production. But then, were well, you saying Warren G was on some of that stuff too?
1: Yeah, Warren G was around. He wasn't on Death Row though. Okay. That's what is odd. He had his own record label and deal. But he wasn't with Death Row, but he was around. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think he was necessarily a crip like Snoop Dogg, but he was around because when you're from Long Beach, you better be – if you're not in the gang, you better be cool with the gang. I see. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I've definitely, I've never heard Warren G that I didn't like, including that one. I've never heard anything. He's smooth. Ne- yeah, that's He's a great. Smooth. That's the perfect word, man. I've never heard anything from him that I didn't enjoy. Warren G, a uh, little Bruce Springsteen, Fighter till Tuesday, and Michael Bolton. Now that's a combo right there. Not many shows are bringing you Warren G and <laughs> Michael Bolton, but this show did. And why should we change our name? He is the one who sucks. All right, so um, lots of uh, lots of football going on. We talked about Washington right from the beginning, beating Philly, hanging that first loss on them. Um, still trying to understand exactly what Buffalo and Minnesota is and was and means, and all the crazy plays in that game. Minnesota is the next uh, opponent for the Cowboys, so we got to try to figure it out, Cowboys fans, this week to try to go beat that team. Otherwise, they'll be nine and one if the Cowboys can't figure out a way at 325 on Sunday to beat them. Remember 230 pregame, 325 kick right here on the horn. And of course, speaking of horns, we talk about uh, the we've been talking about the Longhorns throughout today. Here's a text on the quarterback situation uh 337-3776. It says serious question, isn't the point of having a capable backup, not just in case of injury, but rather to give you options. It's beyond frustrating how Sark is babying this kid if he is that soft mentally, go D3, don't come to Texas. I don't know if that's the way to describe it. but I I get what they're
1: saying. It's like, especially with just how his body language is sometimes, and we know he won the locker room. We know that he has all his NIL deals, but... If Sark feels like if he pulls this guy, he might not get him back. And I don't. that's not good at all. That's a horrible thing to think about. I wish yeah, when you were just mentally tough enough, I wish we wouldn't even have this conversation. But when you see Steve Sarkisian making these decisions to leave him back in, it makes you wonder those things.
0: Okay, but what's the concern? Is it the, the concern It's the concern, of what? concern
1: that... My coach has no faith in me. I've never been I've never failed in my life at this position right. and this coach and this national media and all the headlines that you get at Texas, I feel like he doesn't have faith in me when he's the one calling the place.
0: Okay, but I'm going from Sark's perspective. You're giving me Quinn's. From Sark's perspective, if the kid is thinking that, what's the result for Sark? What what's the worst that could happen? Oh yeah, I'm what's with he, it. Like what's he afraid of? I I'm I'm when I when I don't give a damn. Cuz if he walks out the door, we 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 all know who's about to walk in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean there's yeah, I I don't understand. Plus the point of it and Jeff Ward said this very well when he was sitting in here earlier, it is about these games. It is about the the standard that's supposed to be there because if Steve Sarkeesian is going to keep calling plays this way and they're going to keep looking like they're looking and his overall record is going to continue to sit on average, you aren't allowed to talk about the standard at Texas. Right. You just can't. It feels disconnected because everyone who knows college football knows that the standard at Texas is not, hey, hey, you know if we win this week, we're bowl eligible. (laughs) That's not the standard at Texas. That's not what it is. People can – You can you can play the game all you want about Chad. What's happened in these last few years? Chad, what's happened since this year? Chad, since this year they're this and since this. I totally get that. But historically, when people say the standard at Texas, we all know what they're talking about, and they're not talking about eleven and eleven. We know that. Yeah, and
1: I also said at one point of the season after the Oklahoma State game there could be a situation where you could also lose your team too because they all ride for Quinn. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think this team is mentally tough enough to handle a Hudson Card substitution and still be good with playing their type of brand because there are some teams that would just fold on the quarterback change in general because they're so cool with their quarterback. And this Texas team, they're not mentally weak like that. They're mentally tough to where I think, especially with how this defense played last week, they've been in every game. If Hudson Card was pulled or was Hudson Card uh, put in the game, they would still roll with the same game plan, same mindset, and be tough enough to win the game. So that's not even the option anymore.
0: Yeah. I think the only way this team would riot from within is if you don't let five play on offense and you don't let 41 play on defense. (laughs) <laughs> then I think these two, this team would freak out a yeah. little bit. Uh, all right, let's get a little Why Today Matters in here, Zay. It is November the 15th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus & Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus & Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303. Or ENT.com. Oh, yeah. November 15th, Zay, let me tell you. Would have been 70 today. Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah, not getting 70. A little intense. Back in 2011, died very sadly. Heart kind of gave out while driving a car. Uh, You say you're into Jericho. You say you're into a little bit of the Attitude Era. What do you know about the Macho Man?
1: I know he was a legend. That voice was legendary and... (laughs) Yeah, man, just swole to the T. He was before when I really started paying attention to wrestling, but mm-hmm. I do remember him. Was he in NWO for a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I remember that era. Yeah. remember
0: that era. You rocked that black and white yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He
1: was with the NWO in the WCW days. I definitely remember that because I was big fans of Hall and Nash and Lex. And, yeah, I remember him briefly, but he was also a little before my time when he was in his hay.
0: Uh, he's a guy for me for the pro wrestling nerdy moment of the day. He doesn't have to be on your Mount Rushmore, but I think you're having an in you're having an incomplete discussion if he's not in your discussion. Really, he needs to be talked about for everything all around. I think he's one of those guys that gets forgotten for every for the entertainment value, for cutting a promo, for the work, for making it look like it's supposed to look when it's great. Randy Savage is about as good as it gets. I to me there's Randy Savage, there's you got, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, those guys that can make it just look so incredible. And if you want to go back, if you've got access on Peacock and you want to go back to those old matches, y'all know what I'm going to say wrestling people, go to WrestleMania 3 and watch him and Ricky Steamboat. It is one of the greatest wrestling matches anybody has ever thought up. And what we've learned since then, Zay, was Steamboat was interviewed, and he said he and Randy went over that match so many times. They had 187 steps. 187. So they had like a chief. He, Randy pulled out like a chief tablet, the big yellow tablet. Yeah. Went 187 steps in, and then would sit there and quiz Ricky about it. Okay, all right, all right, all right, Ricky, here we go. What is it? What, six <laughs> 65. Hip toss, and then boom, 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 boom. he had to tell him the next five moves. Like, Randy was that into it, and then it kind of haunted him the rest of his career because he never really topped it in some people's minds. But it's one of the greatest wrestling matches you could ever watch. Huh? It's incredible. I need to go check that out. Happy birthday to Randy Savage today. He would have been 70. He died tragically back in 2011. Uh, Also, Zay, RIP, and happy birthday to ODB. Died, oh, man. died back in 2004. He would have been 54 years old today. Old Dirty Bastard, probably not making 54. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah,
1: you could tell there was something off – with him and just in the Wu Tang Clan, but that's kind of what made him famous—that he was just off and different. And Return to Thirty Six Chambers—that's an absolute classic album. We all know, well, we should know by now. I'm a huge Wu Tang fan, and yeah, just ODB—he was the heart of Wu Tang. They all talk about it. Raekwon, Method Man—they mm. all say that he was the one that really believed in everybody. That they were going to make it and yeah it's just still sad that he passed away in 04 but yeah you just kind of knew there was always something off with that guy I don't know how long he's gonna live but when he's alive he's gonna live good that's for
0: sure yeah no doubt he'll get all uh, get all out of it he can yeah yeah. uh yes RIP to ODB would have been 54 today and finally say it is national raisin brand day are you a raisin brand guy
1: um, I've had some decent raisin brand. I'm a raisin nut brand guy because they
0: have, nut brand. yeah, I want to okay. say it's post-brand, post-cereal brand. Post cereal so brand. raisins and cereal you're okay with?
1: Because I, I can't
0: do raisins and cereal. It doesn't make sense to me. Kind of.
1: Now, in raisin nut brand, the difference is it's like sugar-coated raisin. Uh, Well, so picture like a frosted raisin that has nuts in it, plus the brand cereal. It's different than the OG raisin brand.
0: Now you're getting closer to my kind of an idea. Yeah, you don't
1: need to add the sugar like you do in raisin (laughs) brand. It's yeah, yeah, way better.
0: All right, I should try that. Shout out to Grandma. That was her go to back in the day. There you go. Also, it's National Clean Your Fridge Day. So if there's something in the back of the fridge that you've been avoiding, today's the day. Go ahead, just get it out of there. Clean it. Though, and if it's that nasty, just throw the whole thing away, throw it all away. You don't need that bowl; it's not your bowl. That's the bowl your friend brought over. Throw that casserole away; it's done.
1: Yeah, shout out to my brother-in-law who decided to clean Grandma's Pat's fridge one time. Oh my God! And she was so offended because he was taking out expired items. I'm now Grandma's Pat or Grandma Pat's favorite. Uh, grandson-in-law. Wait, 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 wait. Just because of that moment. He
0: cleaned out Grandma Pat's fridge without asking? Without asking. Well, that's When they first met. Oh, First job. No, that's kitchen crime. I'm on her side. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Don't go after somebody else's fridge. Hey, I mean, in
1: a way, he's doing her a favor. Like, he's taking out all the expired items. He doesn't want them to have epic food poisoning or anything like that. Come on. Wasn't his fridge, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was. It, it it's was, her it, fridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, first time ever meeting too. Before, before my mom shows up, my wife and I go through a ritual of throwing stuff away so she won't show up and try to eat it all because she's that type. But I don't go to her house and clean her fridge. <laughs> Not unless she asked me to help. Hey, I'll take it. Now I'm Grandma Pat's favorite son-in-law. So good job. Hey, good job. Hey, you, get, you got Grant in with in law Get in with Grandma Pat. However you can. Just that's all you had to do was not clean her fridge. Yeah. That's that's a good thing to do. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, including some injury notes in the NFL. Don't move. It's the horn.
1: And I'm gonna tell you one time. You gonna love. Yeah. I'm the one man on me, Son. i never been tooken out. I keep MCs looking out. I drop signs like Crosby, dropping babies. Enough to make a go th- 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 crazy. In th- the G building, taking all types of medicine. Oh, th- my th- God. That was th- a great line. I keep playing
0: uh, it. Did he say playing at A'son at the beginning? A son a to make you break and shake your That's fantastic. Cosby dropping babies. Wow. That's like the old school when Cosby was nice reference, right? That was when Cosby was thought to be a good human back then in the day. They just had a lot of kids. That's all it was. Wow. Okay, so A-S-O-N? A-S-O-N? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Why'd you say yeah like I just sounded dorky? Because that's not
1: the rapper's name. That's his real name, government name.
0: my bad. Okay, what's the rapper's name?
1: You ain't going to guess?
0: I thought you were telling me it was A-Son. That was the problem. I mean, it is. But right. uh-huh. So I should know this? Yeah. Oh, this is ODB. There we go. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. ODB, Brooklyn Zoo, off the classic album, Return to 36 Chambers. Somebody on the Specs text line, which they're correct, they said, Zay, you need to watch the Hulu biopic. It's good. I watched it. There's a biopic of like Wu-Tang. the whole Wu Tang.
0: Yeah. Oh, I need to see that.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, I do need to. I need to see that one. Um, as much as I love smooth singers, we talked about Warren G, a smooth delivery. I love the guys, but whether it's whether you're you're singing a pop song or you're rapping or whatever, I love the guys with the growl in their voice. Yeah. The little growl, a little roughness, a little signature that only that guy or that girl like that bar-
1: a DMX Buster Rhymes. Yeah,
0: only those people. That like uh, when Bonnie Raitt sings. I don't think anybody else sings like Bonnie Raitt. There's a little growl. There's a there's a couple extra cigarettes in her voice. You know, you can't <laughs> nobody else. Cigarettes? Nobody else can sing like that. <laughs> all right, stems and seeds brought to you by AV Consultations two five five eight six seven eight 8678 or go to avconsultations.com. All right, uh Cooper Cup is going on IR for all you fantasy owners. Ankle surgery. It looked bad this week, and it is bad. He's got to miss at least four games. Another one that looked bad was last night with Dallas Goddard. Zay, not only did they miss the face mask, he's expected to miss extended time with shoulder surgery, a shoulder injury, and they've got to figure out whether they're going to put him on IR. Yeah, That that sucks. That's huge for a
1: team that has Super Bowl aspirations and we know Jalen Hurts, him and Dallas Goddard, they have a good repertoire. A.J. Brown tweaked his hamstring last night too. So, hey, you got to be healthy when you're trying to win in January, and this might not be a good thing for the Eagles losing to – I don't know how the A.J. Brown situation is, but, yeah, losing Dallas Goddard,
0: not good. That is rough. That is rough. All right, we've got a lot of football, obviously, on the board uh, tonight. College football playoff rankings. Will we get any drama tonight, or is it just going to be those four teams? Just those four teams. I think so, too. Yeah. Tennessee will be right there, right? Lurking. Yeah, they're right there, ready at five. Yeah, breathing on yeah. TCU's neck. I think that'll be it. I think that'll be it as well. Tomorrow will be a Wednesday show. Hopefully, JD Lewis will be able to jump in with us at twelve thirty and talk fantasy. How's fantasy looking? How's Brett Favre looking? Won another game, baby. Eight and two. Eight and two. Feeling good. Got a 100% chance of making the
1: playoffs. So, yeah, this will be my worst week. Everybody's on the bye on my team. Okay, how Everybody.
0: many How many weeks do we have left? Because now that they go, what, 17 weeks of the NFL, that the week before, week 15 or 16 is your championship? I got three more
1: weeks left of the regular season. It looks like I'm going to get a first-round bye, and then, yeah, two more games to win the championship.
0: Fair enough. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Remember, under the lights tonight, they'll be talking to the Dripping Springs head coach and the Liberty Hill head coach tonight. Ball Don't Lie coming up next with Rod and Hards, and then you get under the lights. We'll be back for a Wednesday show. Like I said, hopefully we'll get J.D. in at 12.30, and then our normal Wednesday guest, Justin Wells of Inside Texas at 105, Chip Brown of Horns 20. Dot com at 205. Oh couple of insiders to try to get a little more inside of what the heck is going on with Texas. Have a safe Tuesday. We will talk to you tomorrow. See you.